So uh, today I'll be chanting uh, Shanti Mantras and uh, the Nasadiya Suktam. Nasadiya Suktam, many of you all are quite familiar with. It is uh, by Vivekananda. It has been translated as the hymn of creation. But the underlying uh, factor of that idea of creation is not how the Panchabhutas and all have come into existence. It is purely from the fact that the ultimate reality, the unmanifest, is what is appearing as this world. And uh, it's uh, a beautiful suktam where in the end uh, that speculation is still kept alive, where no conclusions have been made about the ultimate reality, where the sage says that maybe even that creator does not know himself. So it is a beautiful hymn. Uh, as an ode to the Vedas and Vedic thought, I'll be chanting that as well. So. <clears throat> um. गणपति गुम्हवामहे कविंकवीनामुपमश्रवस्तमं ज्येष्ठराजं ब्रह्मणां ब्रह्मणस्पदान श्रृण्वन्नूतिभिस्सीदसादनं महागणपतये नमः प्रणोदेवी सरस्वती वाजे भिर्वाजिनीवती धीनामवित्र्यवतु आनो दिवो बृहत पर्वता सरस्वती यजता गंतु यंस हंसा विमे परमहंसा धीमह तो हंस प्रचोदयात ओं नमो हिण्यवाहवे हिण्यवर्णाय हिण्य रूपा हिण्यपत अंबिकापत उमापत पशुपत नमो नम ऋतु सत्यं परम ब्रह्मपुरुषं कृष्ण पिंगल ऊर्धरेत विक्ष विश्वूपा वै नमो नम ईशान सर्वद्यानाश्वरसूता ब्रह्मादिपतिर्ब्रह्मणोदिपतिर्ब्रह्मा शिवो मे अस्तु सदा शिवो ओं त्र्यंबकमहे सुगंधि पुष्टिवर्धन उर्वाकमिव बंधना मृत्योर्मुक्षीयृतात ये ते सहस्रमयुत पाशा मृत्यो मर्त्याय हे मययावयजाहे मृत्यवे स्वाह मृत्यवे स्वाह ओं नमो भगवते रुद्रा विष्णवे मृत्युर्मे पाही ओं तत्षा विमे महादेवाय धीमह तो रुद्र प्रचोदयात सहनावगतु 
सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यं करवावहै तेजस्विनावधी तमस्तुमा विद्विषावहै ओम शांधशांधशांति हरि ओम तच्छोरावृणीमहे गातुयज्ञा गातुयज्ञपत दैवी स्वस्तिरस्तु नस्तिर्मानुषेभ्यूर्धंजिदाज शोस्तु दिपदे शुष्पदे मधुवातायते मधुक्षर सिंधव मध्वीर्ण सन्ोषधी मधुनक्तमुषसी मधुमत्थिव गुम्रज मधुद्यौरस्तु निता मधुमो वनस्पतिर्मधुमागुम अस्तु सूर्य मध्वीर्गा सदासीनो सदा तदानीद्रजो नो व्योम परोयत किमावरी वस्तुहक शर्मनंब किसीदीर न मृत्युरासीद मृतन्न तरी नरात्रसीद प्रकेत आनीदवात स्वधया तदेक तस्मा ध्यान्यन्नपरकिंचनासमासीतमसागूमग्रे प्रकेत सलिल सर्वेन्नासीतपसस्तन महिना जायतक तदग्रे समर्तमनसो रेत प्रथम यदासीत सतो बंधुमसति निरविंदन हृदय प्रतीश्या कवयो मनीषाशीनो वितो रश्मिषा मधस्विदासीदुपरीस्विदासीधाधस्वधावस्थाप्रयतिपरस्ताक इह प्रवोचत्कुत आजात इं विसृष्टि अर्वाग्देवा विसर्जनेनाथा को वेद यूव इं विसृष्टिर्यत आबूव यदि वा दधे यदि वा न 
यो अस्याध्यक्षपरमेव्यो ओ मंत्रो अंगवे दिवान वेद ओ शांति हरि ओ भद्रंकर्णे शृणुयाम देवा भद्रम पश्येमाक्षुवागुंसनूषेमदेवितयदायु स्वस्ति न इंद्रो वृद्ध श्रव स्वस्ति नूषा विश्वेदा स्वस्ति नाक्षो अरिष्टने स्वस्ति नो बृहस्पतिर्दा ओं शांधि शांति हरी ओ वेलकम एवरीबडी फॉर टुडेज सेशन ऑन द मुंडक उपनिषद वी आर एक्सट्रीमली ग्रेटफुल टू ऑरबिन जी टू conduct these sessions for the benefit of all our seekers who are trying to understand what the ancients have declared as the ultimate reality and for the fact <clears throat> that it has stood the ta- test of time independent of the brahmins who have held these scriptures with great care that it has interpenetrated the thought of all people across all cultures and traditions amongst countries where people have realized that the essence of the upanishads is indeed the greatest truth that can be explained without any sort of religion or without any sort of allegiance to any doctrine or dogma this greatness of the upanishad has opened its doors for the greatness of the upanishads is that it has opened its doors for all seekers across ages in fact across millenniums to come and drink in to the great truths that are hidden in it this is definitely the guhya vidya that is the secret knowledge but the secret knowledge is not in terms of the fact that it is not for everyone in fact it is for everyone it is what shankaracharya vivekananda all these great scholars and uh, the present day teachers like chinmayananda shivananda all of these people felt that the ideas of the upanishads should be broadcast across this universe that it should not be retained in the forest dwellers the contemplators who are trying to understand this truth by after having sacrificed everything these great teachers have realized that the truth is immediate and the truth is obvious it is only that the gaze has to be turned inward towards that great truth towards this enquiry and that is why they realized that this knowledge can be grasped by anyone but the conditions for grasping this is the shat sampatti that the upanishads speak that the uh the the three tises that explain the upanishad speak that you need to have certain qualifications in the sense certain a state of mind where there is tranquility 
a state of mind where the body is not constantly throwing you outward with the senses running after their objects a state of mind where you're you're able to withdraw the the mind from the allures of the outside world and keep it on your goal which is called uparati then the upanishads believe the i mean the the teachers say that we should have some level of contentment and some level of forbearance that we are able to bear the vicissitudes of life the changes that come because if we align ourselves to the changes we will also feel that we are changing to be able to bear that you have to step back and stand upon yourself like a rock and then the upanishads say that you need to have shraddha shraddha is not a blind faith shraddha is a faith that is backed by reason and that the reason definitely cannot take you to the truth but the reason can give you a glimpse for which you have to understand that this truth is definitely for the common mind very obscure and the gita says that some people even after listening to it do not understand because it is most immediate most obvious and that is why people brush aside saying no there cannot be anything called atma what am i i am the body obviously i am the body but the upanishads say no you are not you are something that's beyond it and finally the upanishads keep that idea of shraddha as the most important thing so with the idea of shraddha that what is spoken of is the truth that is the first premise of faith that we need to have but it's not that you believe in it you take it to be true because it comes from good people it comes from well meaning people people who do not have an axe to grind people who have only goodness to give like the great sages and saints of the past they had no selfish motives whatsoever taking that as the premise we say ah yes there must be some truth in it let me hear about it that's the first shraddha the second shraddha is believing that the truth is there you enquire after it with your own intelligence to accept whether that is true or not these are the various levels of shraddha where it becomes firmly rooted when you realize it for yourself the mundaka upanishad is one such mukhya upanishad that is constantly trying to tell us about the various ways in which one can attain the truth uh now i request uh, with this introduction for orbinji to continue the sessions but before that just a word of few instructions because we are taking a great uh, i mean we are doing this with great meticulousness to ensure that we are able to conduct these classes we are giving our time for it because we want to take it in a systematic way so i request you all to keep your questions and at the end of this session ask your questions with orobinji where he will clarify them for you and if you have your views and if you want to express all your realizations or your your journey you can do that in another room which we will intimate you by the end of it it's called life and beyond and we will uh, share that link with you and at that time you can join there and you can express yourself freely so let us keep this very much concentrated on the subject of study and with uh, no further um a delay i will hand it over to orbinji orbinji request you to begin thank you now just introduce just for housekeeping so people can stay uh, current with us um um sribindo has uh, posted the link above so that uh, all of us can follow uh, through with the text we're still in the first chapter the second canto the seventh mantra seventh verse and on that 
document that he shared. It's on page 14. Uh, this will start these 18 constituents, just so that you can keep track. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Prasad, for the wonderful introduction and the subject matter and setting the premises for the further discussion on Muntaka Upanishad. Patrick, thank you for giving the direction for where they can follow the text. I'll continue with my discussion on Muntaka Upanishad. Om Namo Brahma Dibhyo, Brahma Vidya Sampradaya Kartrabhyo, Vamsarishibhyo, Mahadhyo, Namo Gurubhyaha, Shankaram Shankaracharyam, Keshavam Badarayanam, Sutra Bhashikrita, Vande Bhagavanta Punapunaha, Ishwaro Guru Ratmeti, Muti Veda Vivagine, Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya, Sri Dekshina Motaye Namaha, so we saw that the Muntako Upanishad was the beginning where the tradition of the teacher to the student was listed out. Brahma, Jeshtaputraya, Atharvanaya is how they started. The first born, Brahma, has given it to the Jeshtaputra, his eldest son, Atharvana, and then thereafter the lineage of the um, and rishis who have been teaching that and the particular questions which is related to the Mundaka Upanishad is the dialogue between Shavanaka and Angiras where Shavanaka asked the, uh, the teacher Angiras that Kasminnu bhago vitnyade sarvamidam vitnyadam bhavati O Master in which knowledge does reside the Knowing of everything. That knowledge becomes the being or the knowing of everything is what I am looking for. Adihi, please teach me. The teacher says that, yes. There are two methods of learning this knowledge. One is called Aparavidya and the other one is called Paravidya. And he says, Paravidya is the one, Yaya Aksharam Adhikam Yade. Knowing which, we go beyond the decay and death and become immortal. And Aparavidya is listed that all the four Vedas, the Vedangas and Dupangas, all, the, all those were listed as Aparavidya. Means rest of everything other than that which will take you to beyond this cycle of birth and death, all other knowledge becomes aparavidya or lower knowledge. The, higher, the highest knowledge is the one which makes you free and immortal, knowing which everything will be also known. So to know what is not, he starts listing out from the aparavidya. So these two cantos, first canto and second canto, even though he gave a brief glimpse to the Paravidya is what in the in the first canto, but his main discussions were explaining on the uh, Aparavidya. Till now, 
the seventh, sixth mantra, what was detailed was the methodology of Karmakanda or the rituals and the methodology of, uh, you know, karma which are required for following Punya, to generate Punya Karma in the, in the life. So having mentioned that the Yatnyas which is, which are given in the Atharva Veda, Yigveda, Sama Veda, etc. Also the Ishtapurta, Chadurmasyam, all of those type of, which is done by Punya Karma for the social service or the philanthropic life. He is including all of them. They are not that it's not bad. They are all within the realm of time and space and causality. So therefore, what begins has an end. And therefore, whatever may be the height of the yajnas or the good karma which you do, they are limited by the time and space and causality. So what begins has got an end. And that will result, give you a result which a impermanent thing cannot also not give you a permanent fruit of action. So the, all the fruits of action of those, those karmas also, however great they are, they have time, time, limitation of time. Therefore, their results also will be in limitation of time. Shrine Punne Martyalogam Vishandirda Bhagavad Gita says that after having consumed the fruits of action, whichever realm you are in, whether Surga Loga, Brahma Loga, wherever maybe the Loka, which is which with which you intended to get that fruit of action. The the moment the consumption of the fruit starts, it starts diminishing. And there will be a time when there will not be any more fruit of action left for which there will be for doing that Chine Punya Matirogam Vishandi, then you will have to be born again. So this cycle of birth and death happens in spite of having the best of the best of actions which are being done in this life. So he now moves to that to indicate the 7th, 8th, 9th and 10th, tenth, 11th mantras are basically giving the indication of the, uh, the nature of the karmas and what these people who are recommending or, uh, you know, talking great about these karmas how they have to be understood in the real sense to know when you are when your question was very particular. What is that with which everything will be in the knowledge in which everything will be known? So these knowledges which are being described by these karmas, yetnyas, meditation, uh, sat karmas like ishtapurta karmas, all those things are limited within the time and space. So they have the limitation. So those who recommend also come under within the realm of that. Two, these are explained in the next five slokas, which will go through one by one. Plavahiete, this is the seventh mantra of the second chapter, second uh, canto. Plavahiete, adrada yatnyarupa, ashtadesha uktam avaram yeshu karma. What does it say? It says that Plava, like the flimsy boats or the rafts, he, Ete, indeed are these fruits of action which are done by Adrada Yatnya Rupa, which is a weak Yatnya. Because the Eknyas himself are 
have got time, space, and causality as a limitation, and which is done by Ashtadeshagoptam. There are 18 limbs of those yajnas which are mentioned in that, and they are avaram, inferior in nature because of their limitation. And in these karmas, yeshu karma, edat sreya, this what is the sreyas is extolted or you you know praised by this muda there or the indiscriminate one who do not know what is the effect of the karmas which is being done by even with this this may be very cumbersome and very elaborate and all those things but everything is within the time of time and space so they are very weak and the boat or the the one which with which they are explaining that you will cross over to the brahma loka or swarga loka etc they are also weak because any slight error in doing these karmas the results can be detrimental and can cause even the greatest of the damages so those who are recommending that they have to be called muda or this indiscriminate one because they do not know the trick or the problem of doing such intricate things in that and in spite of the fact that the result of that is also limited by the time and space and such people are jaram rutim e yanti punap puna and those people who are following that will definitely come back again and again taking birth and old age and that again and again so this is the why it is called adrada and which is called inferior then in the eighth mantra he says avidyayam andare vartamana swayam dira panditam manyamana janganyamana paryanti mooda andeneva niyamana yadanta now this part andeneva niyamana yadanta we have seen that it is there in katopanishad also the blind leading the blind that example is being told for for this part those people panditam manyamana those who think consider themselves as you know panditas or they know that they have all the knowledge about the karmas and the result of it but they are also janganyamana janganyamana means they are not prashanta manasa they are not satvik or not they are not in the sense that their mind is settled or they are, they are agitated or they are get excited by the activity and the slightest of the slight they have not controlled their uh, you know senses or emotions and everything but they think themselves as very very wise and learned so then in the avidyam in the ignorance within andare vidya martamana they are remaining in that vidya what is the vidya vidya we are talking about is that the true knowledge with which yaya aksharam adhigamyade by which you can cross over the the death and decay that they do not know so they are remaining within the the realm of the ignorance which is why they are prompting and recommending the karmas to be done and they are also there again the word muda is used is to indicate that because they are the blind people who have not knowledge about what is that what is the one which can really make you cross over the the cycle of birth and death and make you immortality amrutatvam 
that amrutatvam hi vintate that the the gaining of the state of immortality how it can be happen is not known to them so they are in the state of avidya therefore they are like blind people and they are also leading the people who are following them as blind leading the blind is what this upanishad says that this example is we saw that in the kata upanishad also what does it these two say that i i am reminded of an example of uh, you know uh, imagine about a system where you know you are uh, trying to learn swimming it's a very crude example but for the understanding it of if you are in the initial stages you will be in the sh- in the short shallow region where you know you, you will not go into the deep, deep area you will be playing with your you know hands and legs and try to dip yourself not dipping your head and all that is the bala state or the 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 childish nature of enjoyment they think that is the enjoyment here the body is getting wet and you feel that you know you can float floating is different from the ordinary world where people you know you cannot float in when the, the normal sense you need to float means you need to have a special situation then only you can float it either induced by drugs or things like that or you should be flying in an aircraft or things like that but in water anybody who goes to the water can then get a feeling of floating in the water so that should be considered as a, a different loka altogether or enjoyment where you can get and you can get wet and you will become cool you will be pleasant and uh, you know you you can continue to be enjoying that then there are the, the second category of people who think no no you can use floats and uh, start still floating around and then they you start floating around you thinking that that is the time when pandita am manyamana that those who think that you know now i have learned to swim and i can swim because they using the floats to swim and then they think they have they have conquered the, the you know the controlling in water and they start removing the floats and swimming that is how they learned the swimming but still they have not understood the calamity that can happen in the water however expert swimmer you are the limitation of the swimmer compared to the potency of the water is enormous you cannot swim then you may go to the highest of the highest place where you can have a cliff diving and the high type of all sorts of ex- things which you can do in water but even that compared to the mighty ocean or the waves or the whirlpool in the ocean nothing can stand the power of water so there all the knowledge which you have got are still very limited compared to the power of the water so i consider these people are like the pandidam manyamana who think that you know by enjoyment is in floating here they are saying that enjoyment of swarga loka is the enjoyment and you should do the karma and karma is always you are limited by your actions of you know your organs of action the limitation is there because you have to do it with your organs of action and then you need your body for performing and we all know that our body is a limited experience we have the body when in different stages we can do different stages balavas but as a youth you can do thing as old age happens when what will happen so the limitation of the body is limiting that even the fruit of action is the best of the fruit of action 
when the body is not in a condition to enjoy you cannot enjoy the fruit of action but when will the fruit of action come nobody knows that even those people who recommend these things the actions of you know punyam will happen or you will get all those things they are not able to predict when the result will come because time is something which cannot be predicted by anybody so the time of the fruit of action coming is totally not in the control of anyone yet they think they know they have they have the knowledge of all those things and blindly they lead others and until they drown in the water themselves this is the state of of people who are following the blind people or the following the karmas one more example is being given in the ninth man shloka avidyayam bahuda vartamana vayam kritartha idi abiyanti balaha yat karminaha na pravedayati ragad tena atura shina loke chevende avidyayam bahuda vartamana immersed in the greatest of the greatest ignorance vayam kritartha idi manyamana abhyandiman vayam kritartha we are contented because of the because we had a very successful yoga we had a very successful you know karma which we we did as per the vidhi nisheda and everything and they think that their kritartha they have the satisfaction of having done what is and the contentment comes in it and that is the pride in them abhyanti abhyanti means the pride comes because we have done the karma or the yaga as per the dictum what is given in the vedas but they do not know that is avidyayam vartamana that is still within the role of avidya avidya means here is not the vidya vidya of that which will yaya aksharam adhigam mede beyond which will take you beyond the dkes that is not within the realm of avidya that is in the case of jnana vidya <clears throat> so those who take pride in the karma rituals and they are, they are driven by what ragat by the attraction of the result enjoyment of the fruits of action is the one which which is that which is making them to go back again and again into the water to swim because that is their enjoyment what they think but never knowing that when can water overpower you and drain round you they do not know that so adura chhina lokaha chevande they fall when they become tired even the greatest swimmer when he is tired he cannot swim the water overpowers him so something similar will happen to these karmas which we are doing that when the karmas give bring their result if you are physically mentally not in a fit condition to enjoy it you may be made the king of a or the monarch of a country but your eyes are not in function your ears are not in good kind because of the old age when it happened and what will type of a king can you be if you cannot listen to the raja or cannot enjoy the kingdom because your organs have become weak so all sorts of limitations of time and space is indicated in the karma kandas so therefore they are considered to be bala mean that in immature ones they do not know what is the reality of the karmas and their fruits and everything so here also again 
even though the karmas were given in the purva kanda of the vedas it is to show that they are a limited experiences and they have got one one who wants to be out of that experiences of limitation and beyond the death and decay he is the one who will look for the proper vidya or the knowledge eya aksharam adhigamede with which you cross over the ocean of sorrow and decay next mantra the 10th one says ishtapurtam manyamanaha parishtam nanyasceyo vadayanti mopramoodha ஆர்ட்டிவிட்டிஸ்ஸ்ட்டூர்த்தம்ஸ்ட ordained by for every human being by the vedas what does ishta and purta stand for ishta is like doing the you are creating uh, rest houses for travelers you know digging wells for human consumption or animals and uh, you know giving annadanam or type of free food and sessing all those things come under ishta and purta and those who consider that manyamanaha varishtam is supreme and there is no anyashreha there is nothing other than better than that this is the best way by doing that you know the service to the naraseva narayana seva etc being extolled in the smritis uh, in the smritis so it is all for at least to not doing something I mean, instead of doing bad people are made to do good things for the society by these things but you are not going to be free from the limitation of time and space and causality by all that because these actions are all within the limitations of time and space and causation therefore they are pramodaha they are the indiscriminate who you know recommend that nakasya prashte sugrute anubhutva going to the nakasya prashta means swargaloka so going to the different levels of lokas which is given in the shrutis and smritis and anubhutva having enjoyed that sukrate of good results or the fruits of good actions what you have done during these ishtapurtham and all chivandi they fall back heenataram loke they fall into the lower realms of world where they have to rebuild all those gunas for going again to the higher lokas so even in the bhagavad gita that this verses have been you know reflected there also even though it says that nakaschit chanam avijatutishtatya karmat krit you cannot remain as inactive person even for a kshanam or even for an iota of second and chine punne martyalogam vishandi after having done with all those things you will still fall you have to come back to this world for for creating fresh fruits of action because when you do not have any fruits of action 
your life cannot move forward. So you need to do that, whether good or bad, doesn't matter. You have to take birth to do action. This is when you think you are the body. And with the body only, you can do the action. Manasavacha, Karmana are the three main methods in which you can do the karmas. So whatever you do in that realm of mind, body and intellect, you are limited by space and time and the experiences of the world. So if you are in this, even in this Ishtapurta type of uh, activities, there is a limitation. Even if you go to the Brahmaloka, the highest of the Brahmaloka, that is also limited by time because that is also part of creation. So yet krutakam tat anityam. What is created in spite of the fact it is the highest of the highest world, the, the length, you know, the, the length of that world is limited by time and space. It is just like saying that wealth is in, is, you can have immense, immense wealth, but how the wealth can depreciate and, and deplete is only a question of the type of expenses that you are forced to do with when you are, if you are forced with a very life-threatening disease, even all the wealth which you have cannot buy even one second more of life for you. That is the time or type of the wealth cannot get because that has got limitation in time and space. So whatever is created within the realm of Manasabacha Karmana gets depleted and depreciated and you do not have it to continue your life. That is the time when you have to take birth again and again. You are not becoming immortal and knowing it. But the question which Shavunaka asked Angira is that Yaya Aksharam Adhigamyate What is the Chainage Kasminu Bhagavo Vitnyade Sarvamidam Vitnyadam Bhavati so that is what the para, para knowledge is what he is looking for. So not to get confused by the limitations of actions, which is even offering the Brahma Loga or Saraloga Loga or the greatest en, en, enjoyment, which you can think that is limited. And therefore, in fact, in the Taitriya Upanishad, there, there is, there is a beautiful call, you know, where the, they're saying this. Manushya, that, that king of the entire earth, Adrishto, Dradishto, Belishtaha, he is with the prime hell and he has all the, all the energy and all his sense organs and organs of action are in the prime state. And in spite of all that, he is saying it is nothing compared to the next of you know, different characters of the lives are being mentioned in the, in the Taitariya Upanishad. But at the end of it, it says they, it is nothing compared to the one who knows the Brahmatnyana or the truth of the real of Atma and Brahma. His happiness is much beyond all those happinesses. Even the Brahma, Indra, you know, all the, the Gandharva, Manusha Gandharva, Deva Gandharva, Indra, all of them are inferior compared to the happiness and that that feeling of wholesome or freedom which a Brahmatnyani or the one who knows the truth is enjoying. So that is what it is saying in the 11th shloka, this Upanishad again he says Tapas 
తపశ్రద్ధేహి ఉపవసంతి ఆరణ్యే శాంతా విధ్వాంస భక్షాచర్యం చరంత సూర్యద్వారేణ తే విరజా ప్రయాంతి క్షేత్ర అమృత యుషాహి అవ్యయ ఆత్మా నౌ స్టార్ట్స్ దర్డ్ దోన్ ఆఫ్ ద ఉపదేశ ఆర్ ద అడ్రస్ బై ద టీచర్ ఈస్ చేంజింగ్ నౌ దీస్ శ్లోకాస్ ఆర్ కాల్ ద no the entry shlokas into the jnana marga or the learning of the truth as, as if they you know when you are in a in a in a highway when you see the exit towards the city where you want to go the last board where you see the exit and you take an exit these shlokas are something similar to that where you are now entering into the realm of the real teaching of the tattva so for that these three shlokas are preambles so tapasraddhe the meditation and the offering yehi upavasanti who take to this tapa and shraddha that is tapas means meditation type of thing shraddhe is the offering shraddha aranye were not in the hustle and bustle of the city and the village or the family and all aranye which is the grazing lands adjacent to forest because aranya vanam is a forest aranya is that land which is between the city or the villages where the cattle is taken for grazing and there are no human interference it is a pristine green field and quietude and all those things are so that in such a place shanda who is peaceful in nature vidwamsaha they have studied the the upanishad part of or the tattva jnana all those things and vikshacharyam charantaha they do not possess any material of their own even for food they come to the village as per the system which was following those days they are supposed to visit seven houses and even if one house is only giving they should return after return the seventh house they should not go to the eighth house to fill their stomach that is how the bhiksha is been defined so bhiksha charyam charantaha means that by following the the bhiksha principle of what is ordained by the shruti and te surya darena by the by the grace of the sun viraja purif purifying themselves prayanti they go to yatra amruda immortal sa purusha hi avyaya atma they go to that avyaya atma immutable atma they go to that place where their activities are considered to be that which the sun himself will directly uplift this is metaphorical again because in the earlier shlokas we mantras we heard that you know the fire of the ahuti the flame he hands it over to the sun and then sun takes it to the higher lokas in this shloka the upanishad itself says that their activities in that solitude when they are shanta they are not janganya manaha they are not disturbed ones they are peaceful and they are vidwamsaha they are 
in in the part of shravana manana nidhyasana in the aranya where nobody is there to disturb no and they are not in the forest where animals can attack them they are in a place where peace and tranquility is pervading by the breeze and the greenery around the grassy grazing land and such a place when they are in a meditative mode they are being exposed to the sun rays which are supposed to be lifting them to that world where immortals go and meet with avyam atma the immortable immutable atma is what they will attain is what is being shown not by the karmas which have been explained till now is what in the earlier shloka said now this shloka which is coming the 12th shloka is a very very important mantra which has been quoted almost every time by shankaracharya sureshacharya and all the acharyas to to indicate what the upanishad want to convey if you want to know where does the real instruction start for this upanishad we can say it is this mantra onward the upanishad is starting the teaching of the reality of the truth the shloka the mantra goes like that परीक्षलोकान कर्मचितान ब्राह्मणः निर्वेदमायान नास्त्यकृतकृतेन तद्विज्ञानार्थं सा गुरुदेवाभिगच्छेत् समित्पाणी श्रोत्रियं ब्रह्मनिष्ठं परीक्षलोकान कर्मचितान ब्राह्मणः निर्वेदमायात् न अस्ति अकृतः कृतेन तद्विज्ञानार्थं सा गुरुमेवाभिगच्छेत् samitpanihi shrotriyam brahmanishtam what does it say pariksha lokan after having scrutinizing or examining all the experiences lokan iti lokyate is the experience the world of experiences pradibodha viditam matam amrutattvam hivindade please do not forget that mantra of kena upanishad all experiences they have pariksha means they have scrutinized with all analytical processes with which they can do that they have done that analysis of lokan all the experiences karma chitan what has been attained through karma so what experiences they gained through karmas have been scrutinized by brahmanaha the discriminate one brahmatnyani brahma brahma brahmani vartade idi brahmana ramana here the one who is reveling in the brahma chintanam he scrutinizes all the results out of karma and understands that nirvedamaya they get into a state of dispassion because why this dispassion or tyagamanas the tyageneke amrutatva manasuhu is a famous statement in that abandonment or dispassion only you can get immortality to get that the dispassion can be generated only if you do the pariksha if you scrutinize the acts and the result of it na asti krutakrutena akrutakrutena there is nothing not a single product of action is there which can take me to that truth which is beyond time space and causation 
So he, here the Brahmana, or the one who is intending to learn this truth about Brahma, he goes through the analysis of all actions. Let us individually also look into all the actions which we are doing it. Is there a single action in our life which will give us immortality or the sense of freedom? Forget of immortality, we don't know what is immortality. Forget, don't let us not get into that immortality pattern. At least, are you free? Are you free? Are you free from limitations? Limitation of time and space or the body? The body has been a limitation for us. From the child, we had a limitation. When you youth, there was a limitation. When you are middle-aged, you are a limitation. You are an old man, you have got more limitation than the other, all the things. When we think that we are the body, we are all limited into such an extent that the limitation or the freedom with which the Upanishad talks about is never felt when we identify we are the body. Therefore, all the actions which we did for the body, through the actions of the body also, what type of fruits only can it bring? Because the tools with which you make or use your action has a limitation of the tools and the time space with which the results can come. The tool with which we have been doing karma actions are the result of the body. Anasavacha karmana. So therefore, all the enjoyments of the mind, body and the intellect which also are brought by these actions which we have done have been limited by the time and space. So, Nirveda Maya, therefore we develop a dispassion towards these things. That they have got a role to play for the keeping of the body, but I am not going to do that for my enjoyment. That is not my prime motive. Whether I live or not, or whether I enjoy or not, that is not my lookout. I need to know what is that with which I can go beyond the cycle of birth and death. Tat Vitnyanartam, to know that truth. Such a person should go to a guru. And with what? Samitpani, those days Samitpani is the, Samit is a firewood for the, the Agnihotra. The guru is supposed to be doing Agnihotra because those days fire was the most important aspect of life, livelihood, because it is not like we have a matchbox or a lighter or anything like that. They depended upon the firewood for their keeping the fire burning, both for cooking as well as for the heat, etc. So firewood was very much in need of those. So Samit Pani plus the Yaknyas. For the Yagas also you need Samit. So all those things, those days what the Guru wanted. Here we should say that in the, the modern times, it is more with an attitude of self-surrender and offering for the seva. What the Guru orders, you should be able to carry it out. Not in the sense of physical or any material gift. Because here we are saying that in the, the first part of the shloka itself, they have decided that material things are futile. So naturally the Guru also will not be asking you for material things. So such a guru, that is why Saha Guru Meva Bigache, Samit Pani, and what type of a guru? He has to be a Shrotriyam. Shrotriyam means Shastram is his life. 
one who lives by the shastra shastra here you have to take all the all shastras which are giving the right direction for the knowledge shrotriyam and shrotriyam means one who is retaining the shastras to teach also he listens it adhyanam adhyapanam both are for that you need shrotram you need to hear you can listen to that then only you can teach also so such a guru will be the one who will be knowing to teach you also through words and he has to be a brahmanishtha nishtha means established he has to be established in brahman he is a person who is who knows what he is going to teach a person who is convinced about what he has learned or what he is understood his real nature only such a person can tell what he is if you think that he is i am a wealthy man i can only talk from a person what i think i am i am a wealthy man if i think i am a poor man i'll talk from the point of view of a poor man but if i know i am a math teacher i'll, I'll be prepared to teach as a math teacher i'll be teaching science if i am a science teacher or a, if i am an expert in any of the musical instruments i'll be able to teach that so these are all nishta of each of the teachings share what is the nishta he is talking about aham brahmasmi that our my nature is brahma that should be the nishta of the teacher that i am that immutable changeless and infinite satyatnyanam anandam brahma that i am that nishta is mandatory in a teacher then only he can teach what it is like others can only talk about it but they won't their words will not carry the conviction with which they can talk about it so it has to come from an experience a teacher who has learned a music instrument can know a, even a slight change in the note which is being played by the student so that he can correct it that knowledge for a, even the mundane things we know how hard it is to obtain so what to talk about the jnanam of the brahmanishta so such a such a teacher who is convinced about that aham brahmasmi and the student who is coming is also brahman only thing is that he is not able to see it from the way in which i am seeing so i should make him understand the student should know from which direction or what is the place where or what is the methodology with which i have got convinced the same should be transferred to my student then he also becomes established that is the intent of the teacher not by wealth and uh, you know propitiation thing all those things which the guru wants a mercedes benz or a you know a palace or a, all those physical things are not what the guru will ask if a true, true guru he will be asking you to learn and experience exactly what he has if he has experience that will be the method in which he will be teaching and that can come only if he is a shrotriya he has understood the upanishad and he can teach that exactly how the upanishad intended to know the words are cryptic you know the rishis have been talking in a very cryptic language so unless he has studied and understood those cryptical languages to convert into his personal experience such a teacher cannot experience that nor can he transfer that experience in his teaching to the student and in that last mantra before we stop here tasmay sabid tasmay sabidwan upasannaya samyak 
പ്രശാന്തചിത്തായ ശമാന്യുതായ ഏനാക്ഷരം പുരുഷം വേദസത്യം പ്രവോചതാം തത്വതാ ബ്രഹ്മവിദ്യ ബ്രഹ്മവിദ്യ സമാന്യതായ who by nature itself is peace prashanta chitta his chittam his way of expression in the in the intellectual level is prashanta is prashanta means prakarshena shanta extremely his words will be carrying the peace in it to the listener so that the peace drenches the listener samanyudaya and he is not disturbed by the student asking 100 times the same question because he is a personification of patience and such a teacher only that can remove the even the last bit of doubt in a student because he has to be samanyudaya shama means patience or we control on himself with the peace eluding from him and with that control without which he loses he doesn't lose control of again he doesn't get angry on the student because his intent is to transfer that experience of his own to the student so he knows the student is also the brahman with which the same thing there is no two separateness he sees the oneness yet the student doesn't see the brahmanishta in his see that obstacles which are there need to be removed so in a very peaceful way without losing patience he teaches to that upasannanaya satyam pravaja he imparts that knowledge of truth absolute reality tam tattvadaha to him that that truth is being explained or is being transferred vidyam brahma vidyam the knowledge of brahma or in that way he transfers this knowledge of brahman to the student who has come to him with all those samitpani sashotriyam brahmanishtam after having pariksha lokan karma jidan having explained experienced and all the experiences have been scrutinized he knew that these are not what will give me the freedom or the limitation beyond the time and space and where i will know that my own reality who am i will be known only if i know from a person who knows who he is to such a guru he goes with folded hands with all the due respect and with ego surrendered we have heard seen this happening in the kenopanishad when indra went to that brahma when the teacher the the vidya comes in the form of a lady usha uma and teaches that knowledge here the same way when with the with having understood that no action can give you the result what you are looking for abandoning all the actions and the interest in their fruits he comes with humility and open mind to a brahmanishtam guru who 
without getting lost or without losing his control in his very peaceful way he teaches the brahma vidya to the student with that we'll stop here and the real brahma vidya teaching starts from the next kanda onwards which we'll take in the next wednesday class om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 ಉಪನಿಷತ್ when we heard the second kandha from the very first mantra to sixth the upanishad starts tadetat satyam mantreshu karmani kavyo yanya prastham sthane tritayam bahuda santanani it 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 tells that here is the truth it 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 it, it clarifies that if you want to get what you desire then always perform the sacrifices referred that is the way the world meant for those who do good work it emphasizes it emphasizes how to do how to perform and it talks about when the fire is blazing with tongues playing about begin pouring oblations between the two sides of the fire and it talks about all the forms of that agni and in the third mantra as you have heard in the last in the previous class if you don't perform it properly okay as a result for even the seven worlds are destroyed such an extent the importance is given about these performance of the rituals and the karma almost for the person who performs the agnihotra by offering oblations to the playful flames at the prescribed hours these oblations run into sunrays and picking up him up carry him to fair indra the chief of the gods and goddesses lives above everyone else it's beautifully explains about these things at the one hand if you read these things and if you listen to these things oh we will get certain idea to how to perform these sacrifices and we want to do those things but if you look at the mantras the upanishads deals today from 7 to 13 if we just read these things independently he will just abandon all karmas today after listening to uh, mantras from 7 to 13 you think that okay it is better not to perform any karma at all that is not at all required what is highest is that brahmanist that's how but 
when you look at the entire upanishad in a holistic way what what is the intention of upanishad so why upanishad talks in these standards how to understand these things upanishads are really highly a, a secret wisdom or a secret knowledge it has gone it it has got its own mechanism to reveal the things to us here the only a question comes to our mind should we abandon all karmas then is it the shastra prescribes like that no shastra nowhere prescribes about the abandon of karma at the same time it tells that here is a big trap if you just involve yourself engage yourself in performing karma only at the best you may get certain loka the surga and but you will never get what exactly you want to get the highest ultimate the truth you will not be able to get that so here what is the secret what a householder should do so shastras once again tells okay nishkamam gnanapurvam cha nivruttam iti chochyate nivruttam seva manastu brahmabhiti sanatanam it is whenever you, you you perform okay what is the intention behind these performances this rituals needs to be understand if you are doing it for the pure love of the god with the highest then nothing to lose but otherwise it itself is a big trap arbindo ji explained these things in a beautiful way in fact the very as he suggested the last three mantras are very key to the very core uh, teachings of this upanishad is more interesting it's more more and more interesting when you go deep into the uh, mantras of upanishads i thank arbindo ji for his excellent uh, explanations of uh, the upanishads mantras now the forum is open for the question and answer the relevant questions pertaining to these upanishads may be uh, asked now and after that we will go to the other room for general discussions i thank you very much thank you dhanyawad so i've raised um uh open for hand raising if anyone wants to come up and uh interact with um, bindo and um but i'll start it off just so that i'm clear uh it might be a language thing but just starting off with uh the seventh month or why 18 i'm i'm missing it i've read a couple of different translations and i'm i'm confused as to the reference to the 18 uh bindo could you help uh, illuminate that please the 18 is basically referring to the important aspects in the yajna which i explained in the last session the four directions the four rithiks will sit the main priest and they are the one who are may offering into the yajna in the into the fire there each side of the the rith is given three one behind him one to the right of him one to the left of him behind him so 3 plus 1 4 is on each direction so you have 16 sitting around the fire homa and then there is also the yajmana or the one who is ordering the yajna 
and he be with his wife this is that is the grahastha or the king or the you know the person who is asking the brahmanas to do the yajna so there are totally 18 people involved which is a must for doing a yajna to indicate that the 18 is being mentioned here thank you and welcome srinivas namaste hi all namaste bandaji namaste so yeah i think <clears throat> this small thing came to my mind i just wanted to ask so in that pariksha loka sloka in the first pada itself if that person has realized nasti karma krute so i am sorry it's when he decided there is nothing uh, <clears throat> there is doing and non doing and is getting some kind of vairagya so <clears throat> what does it like tell us like like is that is the prerequisite right what that shloka is telling for someone to approach a guru so yeah it seems to be at least very critical point where this kind of vairagya or i would rather think it is kind of mumuksha right the, the first pada is telling and then after get, <coughs> getting that sort of uh, vairagya or mumuksha then he is approaching so <coughs> so what is, after vairagya what is what is there like the, most of the time it is very confusing right like it is felt like getting a sort of vairagya on world itself is uh, enough kind of feelings uh, which they are expressed so now from there that point then there is still something to go and learn and in a very like a student like you said dropping the ego and so <clears throat> that is almost the start of the journey right which, which and there is like always feels like two kinds of vairagya one vairagya which comes which wants you to go and understand the nature of reality and then after understanding then it another vairagya is talked about which is the state of gurus or avadutas or something which is completely different so yeah i just wanted to get your opinion on this thing these are the kind of thoughts which i was thinking of kind okay nirveda mayad is a key word in that mantra nirveda mayad means developed detachment how did he develop that detachment pariksha lokaman after having scrutinized or examined the doable and non doable in all the forms which have been explained in the previous mantras yatnya ishtapurtaadi both the type that is shruti and smriti instructed karmas and krita and akrita what is when what happens when it is done what happens when it is not done both should be known then only your scrutiny becomes perfect if you do it you may get a result then you may not get a detachment because as long as fruits keep coming you are continuously engaging in it the fruits of action will prompt you to do it again and again so you don't get a detachment when it is not done the fruits of action doesn't come which is the reason why he knows that this is limited by the action which is also limited by time and space desha kala either both are that 
the limiting factors for the, all the karmas. Thereby, he comes to a very firm affirmation that all actions have got limitations. And thereby, my attachment should not be to the fruits of action, which will, which indirectly tells him that there is a karma which he is doing, are also of not importance. Now, this type of a dispassion or a detachment can come only after having gone through the real scrutiny. People who, this is why I told you this mantra becomes such an important mantra for all the Upanishad teachers is because if you do not do the scrutiny of your own experiences in your world with the fruits of action, time and space, limitation of time and space, the cause and effect of the actions, you cannot develop a dispassion or a detachment towards the worldly objects and sensual importance which is giving it. When this comes, what happens is that the student will be prompted to think that that is the time when the jignasa comes or mumukshuttam comes. See, mumukshuttam is not known to many people. What is moksha? If you ask any man in the world, they will all have a different meanings and explanations. If they are religious, they will say going to Sogaloka. If they are not religious, they don't know what are you talking about. We don't, I've never heard that subject. That To that extent, they are ignorant about it. But people who have got tested all the busy life failures and success and everything, that still that hollowness in the mind or the inner being happens to only very selected few. Only those who are inquiring into that I've done this, I've achieved that, everything have happened. Still, I'm not full, I'm not peaceful, I'm not complete within myself. Only such a person is, is driven to a dispassion towards that enjoyment and actions which is happening. So, what happens is in such a case is that he, the person who is in that type of a nature, gets involved in a Enquiry of his own nature to find out where can I find that happiness which keeps, which gives a permanent nature of happiness because he is looking for a permanency. A permanency of experience where I feel that I am limitless, I am full, I have you know, some sort of a Krita what is the word used in the Shankara's most of the explanation is that sense of satisfaction of having done as the purpose of life. That happens only to that such a person who develops a dispassion towards attachment and the fruits of action. He may not be interested, no, he may not know initially what is Mumukshita or what is that, what is the state is called. Because the Purushartha and all those, in those days people were taught about what are the Purusharthas and Mumukshita is one of them. In the modern world today, I'm, if I'm talking from, I'm talking from today's world. In today's world, nobody knows what are the Purusharthas. 
So Mumukshutva itself is not known. But there is that innate, what you call thirst or a eagerness to know to a permanent sort of happiness. The happiness which we get in the world by all activities which we are doing has limitation. Either the objects or my physical enjoyment, my sense organs or my physical body. These are all limited by time and space. Therefore, I am never able to find a permanent happiness in anything outside world outside. If it is a physical enjoyment or an enjoyment of an objects of sensual matters from the sense organs outside the world, they are all limited by time and time. And decay of the diminishing utility also comes in. You cannot overindulge. Assuming that you would like to eat chocolate. If a full day you are given only chocolate, you won't eat that. You know everything like that. Or even if you want to have physical involvement with any any entertainment. You cannot continuously do that. Everything has a diminishing nature. So this experiential analysis after having seen that, only very few of the people will go into the inquiry of that. Is there anything which is more lasting? We are definitely inquiring such things which are lasting longer for our enjoyment. In our actions, we are unknowingly doing that because our nature is immortal or, you know, eternal nature. So that forces us to look for the eternity in things like that. That is why we have the feeling that tomorrow will come. Tomorrow is definitely there is because of that feeling. Same way, we also have a infinity in us with, with which we are always thinking that, you know, that to expand in space and expand in time is by nature humanity. So he looks for the same thing in all the objects, but he doesn't know where is that limitlessness of time and space is really residing in. He thinks it isn't objects. So what happens is that he goes for them and such a person only can look for the uh, knowledge and he comes from, from to this state. Yeah, yeah. And, and there is also very, <clears throat> the second pada has a very positive vibe also, right? Now this guy is not even, not only dispassionate, but he, he still has that eagerness to approach a guru and <clears throat> know that eternity or what is the real truth or something like that instead of maybe a negative way of dispassion would be I will just sit in one room close uh, what is there to approach a guru so in the modern terminology we listen to all these kind of different things also right so this dispassion that's what is actually (laughs) very interesting because this dispassion portrayed in this shloka seems to be a positive one because first of all he's leaving one part of it what probably the Upanishad is describing as Apara or something and now he's positively going towards learning what is para or something. So this this kind of uh, dispensation is like very uh, nice, like at least good thing. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's why the Upanishads are guides for us. No, They not only take us from what is not to be followed, it also will tell where you have to focus your attention. It's interesting that this, you know, given the time in which it was uh, presented or you know, written, that these concepts are still relevant today that, you know, just because of the you know wealth and your karma, it's not going to you know get you any further. 
it's mainly because humanity or the man by nature is the same whether he was 2 billion years or for 2 million years back old or even 2 days old humanity is remain the humanity the inquiry that the purpose of that is thing to to find who am i but we do not know until somebody tells us do you know who you are we don't even start thinking about who we are welcome anu hi uh, uh patrick uh, arbinji everybody i wanted to ask uh, arbinji a question go ahead my question is like if you when you realize that you are formless is it possible to go back to the ignorance have you ever known something and has not having the knowledge again you may forget it but when that requirement comes do you have to relearn it uh you don't um, you no, don't have to but, no uh, yeah so that that's yeah, but, relearning part that relearning part yeah. is what is called ignorance if you want to relearn then you have you are gone into ignorance but that doesn't need that you have to relearn it only thing is you have forgotten it so when the right time comes the learning which is there residing in you the knowledge which is there the absence of knowledge is ignorance the knowledge is already there once you have acquired it it doesn't go anywhere so if you get deluded by delusion can happen that is no no nobody can stop that the delusion is in is a nature of things how it can delude but to know to hold on to the knowledge and not to get deluded is what is more important than you know getting having the knowledge and getting deluded again so you're saying it's possible to get deluded again and forget your uh, that no, your no, you don't forget you'll get deluded but you immediately you can balance it it is just like you know even the best person who can walk can slip and he can he can lose the balance but he can he can recover himself from the you no know, slipping when it happens this is the nature of life so you're saying if you if if you spend more time um, which like uh, my guruji muji says like marinating in in that knowledge that you're formless then you think that 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 knowledge become like pakka you know it like you the delusions all the delusions will like when buddha got enlightened like he he said that he has destroyed all the raw material which would uh, uh, you know um bring bring uh, him or give him another life so that that kind of delusion was totally destroyed so uh, realizing your formless uh, do we like uh, do you think it's helpful to like be in that knowledge so much that uh, uh, that delusions never happen yeah see i'll tell you one one situation if you are really interested in remaining in that knowledge it will be something similar to you today you are assuming you are a physical body that knowledge that you are a physical body 
is not reused all the time. But the reference of it comes, you don't have to be taught again that you are a physical body. You are a manusha. You are a human being. But there are times when we forget we are a human being and we may behave like an animal for certain, for an action or a momentary action. Even though we are supposed to be a human being to think logically, think over the consequences, analyze it, and then take a... But some reactions of ours overrides that thought. A person who has controlled that spontaneous reactions reduces such type of, you know, spontaneity in the reactions, and there will be always in that awareness of what is their true nature, and they do not, you know, that is the word in the last mantra when, when I said that, you know, Samanyudaya, who has got a control on his nature, that he knows that he is that Brahman, uh, Atman, and everything is Atman. He not only knows he is Atman, he also knows everything in his Atman. So there is nothing which is, which he wants, which is not there in him or he is not seeing anything outside other than him. So there is no desire for him to get anything to of his own. So such a person, he is, he is seeing himself everywhere. So he, he has no desire. He has no limitation of time and space because he, he has expanded himself in time and space of identification. His body is no more a restriction for him to understand that I am limited by the body. He sees that that awareness which I am using in this body is the same awareness which I am using in Anu's body, in Patrick's body or Srinivas' body. So the body is our, is our only apparent instruments only during the waking. I am not just a person in the waking. I am beyond waking, dream and deep sleep. I am that awareness in which... Waking, I have these bodies of Srinivas, Anu, Patrick, etc., etc. around me. In the dream, there are other bodies which are there around me. In the deep sleep, none of them exist. I still exist. I am that awareness in which everything happens. When I come to that state of uh, thing, there is no spontaneity or reactivity which is coming in any point of time. I am established in that. Tasmin Pradishtidam. That is a guru who is say you can say Brahmanishta. He is established in that. Never he is forgotten that he is not a Brahman. Oh, yes, thank you. Chadviji, if there are no more questions, we can move to the other room then. Yes, Arundhiji, we can do that. Om Shri Guru Bhyona Maharishi Om Om Bhadram Karne Vishpanuyama Devaha Bhadram Pashe Makshabirya Jatraha Stirai Rangai Vagam Sastano Vihi Vashe Madevahitam Yudayu Swastina Yindra Rudrashravaha Swastina Pusha Vishwavedaha Swastina Starksho Arishtane Mihi Swastino Brahas Pratudadatu Om Shanti 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 Om Namo Brahmane Namo Astwagnaye Namaha Pativyay Namaha Oshadibhyaha Namo Vache Namo Vachaspatiye Namo Vishnave Brahati Karomi Om Shanti Shanti Shanti
धन्यवाद थैंक यू वन एंड ऑल थैंक यू धन्यवाद थैंक यू